Patriots owner Robert Kraft and his Kraft Sports Group will invest deeper into esports. As SBJ reported yesterday, Kraft Sports Group is set to acquire a spot in the Call of Duty League and will partner with Oxygen Esports to operate the Call of Duty League team and Kraft Sports Group's Overwatch League team, the Boston Uprising. Both the Overwatch League and Call of Duty are under Activision, and Kraft has had a long-time relationship with Activision CEO Bobby Kotick, and the Kraft Sports Group obviously is a believer in the esports space and shows that by buying another team. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, December 14th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well. Speaking of Robert Kraft, he was listed as SBJ's most influential team owner in our 50 most influential people in the sports business. We ranked top influencers in categories ranging from team leaders to industry drivers to media influencers. The top person was Fanatics Chair Michael Rubin, who of course has rolled up merchandising rights across the big leagues along with 150 colleges. Now, Michael Rubin wasn't a unanimous choice for the top spot in our newsroom. He had the most support and was most frequently mentioned, but the range of opinion around Michael Rubin's efforts vary. Few people over the past 14 months have done more to reimagine the traditional ways of doing business and aggressively challenging the status quo than Michael Rubin. Now, many classify him as a disruptor, and he is that. But Michael Rubin is also a connector. He's bridging so many different groups to build even more powerful platforms and enabling leagues to be part of that growth, which is really what is so unique about his business approach in offering equity to his business partners. And it's all built off the power of Fanatics' deep database of sports fans. Now, Rubin says Fanatics is focused on helping the fan do more things more efficiently. And if he is successful in creating a one-stop e-commerce site for the fan where a fan can buy tickets, buy merchandise, place a bet, buy an NFT or another collectible, or even watch media highlights, it would dramatically redefine the customer experience for the sports fan. The reason Michael Rubin was named our most influential is pretty simple. The bottom line is leaders across sports are watching his every move very closely. They're speculating on his next move, and few are betting against an executive with such a work ethic, vision, and successful track record. So that's why Michael Rubin ranked atop our 50 most influential people in sports business. You can check out the full list and our reasoning behind our picks on sportsbusinessjournal.com. Well, this seems like a natural fit. The Super Bowl is going to Las Vegas. How fitting is that? Allegiant Stadium is expected to be announced as the site of Super Bowl 58 in 2024 at the NFL owners meetings in Dallas tomorrow, Wednesday. An official announcement is expected to take place using the lights of the Las Vegas Strip at dusk on Wednesday. Now, there will be the interesting question of capacity at Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium currently holds 65,000. Super Bowl venues are required or are supposed to have a minimum of 70,000 seats. So it's possible that more seats or standing room areas could be added. It's also possible the NFL could amend their rules 
requiring 70,000 seats for the Super Bowl. Now let's look at the calendar. The next two Super Bowls are scheduled to be played, of course, at Inglewood SoFi Stadium this February. After that, it's Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium in February of 2023. Then it will go to Las Vegas in 2024, and then it will go to New Orleans in 2025. So the next three Super Bowls all on the West Coast. So Las Vegas, a fitting choice for Super Bowl 58. Yesterday, I was on a call with a source, and we were both talking about the potential of the Paris Olympic Games in 2024. And the source hinted of a big announcement coming out. And then, yes, it hit. The opening ceremony for the 2024 Paris Games will be held along the River Seine, marking the first time an Olympic ceremony will take place outside of a stadium. So the opening ceremony plans in Paris, they are big and they are ambitious. Now this will be a very unique ceremony through the spectacular heart of Paris. There'll be more than 160 boats along the river filled with athletes. Their ceremony will also draw at least 600,000 fans. The ceremony will conclude with the Olympic flame being lit in front of the Eiffel Tower. So what does this mean? Well, it's a big, big statement by the IOC and Paris organizers. As everyone involved in the Olympic community see the 2024 Games as the real return of the Olympics in full force, after quite subdued affairs in both Tokyo and Beijing, because the Tokyo Games and the Games in Beijing this February really have not been and will not be the most celebratory games or the spectacle that's normally associated with the Olympics. So IOC leaders are eager to make Paris and then Los Angeles the big event that we all expect. And having the opening ceremonies go through the heart of downtown Paris is certainly a start. Staying with the Olympics, USA Gymnastics, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee, and their insurers have agreed to a $380 million settlement for more than 500 victims of longtime national team physician Larry Nasser. This marks the largest ever sum recorded for victims of sex abuse. Now, insurers of USA Gymnastics and the USOPC will pay the bulk of the $380 million, but the USOPC will pay $34 million of its own money. It will give USA Gymnastics a loan of about $6 million to contribute. Now, this settlement should allow USA Gymnastics to emerge from the bankruptcy process it's been under, but a historic, disturbing day for U.S. Gymnastics as leaders look to somehow move forward and heal relationships with the athletes, but also grow the sport. So the big settlement, $380 million by USA Gymnastics, USOPC, and their insurers for more than 500 victims of national team physician Larry Nasser. So let's finish the morning buzzcast around people. Get used to the name of Brad Zager. That's if you watch a lot of sports on Fox, because Fox Sports promoted Zager to president of production and operations and executive producer. So what does that mean? He will oversee all the live event and pre- and post-game show production at Fox and Fox Sports 1. So a lot of the images and production on Fox Sports will be the result of Zager's vision. Now, Brad Zager is a great, great story. He started at Fox Sports as an intern 
1996, and his career has just taken off over the past 25 years, and he now oversees the production and operations on the biggest events. We're talking Super Bowls, World Series, World Cups, NASCAR, college sports. Man, quite the career indeed. Congratulations to Brad Zager. Again, started as an intern and now in the top seat. Other names in the news to know, USA Cycling is searching for a new president and CEO as Rob Demartini is leaving the national governing body to join mattress and pillow manufacturer Purple Innovation as acting CEO. Now, Rob Demartini is not a stranger to the sports business. He has been at USA Cycling since February of 2019 after nearly 12 years as president and CEO of New Balance. But USA Cycling now looking for a new president. And finally, longtime GMR Senior Vice President Jimmy Bruns announced he is leaving the agency after 12 years in Charlotte and will join the Crosstown agency Elevate Sports Ventures. Well, he will be reunited with his former colleague, Cameron Wagner, who joined Elevate Sports Ventures as chief client officer last December. So the two of them will work together on building Elevate's corporate consulting practice. Both Bruns and Wagner are former 40 Under 40 SBJ winners, both very well regarded in the corporate consulting space. And so that is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, December 14th. I'm Abe Matcor. Hope everybody has a great day. And please be good to each other. And I'll speak to you tomorrow morning.